Good afternoon, everybody. You are listening to the University Pulse Radio. My name is Matt, and you are joining us. Uh, it's Wednesday on the noon hour, uh, so it's Wednesday, March 15th, right at 12 o'clock. And this is uh, the Dry Spell Radio Show. You are joined uh, by me and with Austin. Hey, how's it going? Which I'm now realizing was really terrible grammar, um, the way I put that sentence it together. It gave me a heart attack. Uh, so, so we're in here in the poll studio right now. Um, and just for the record, the, uh, I think it's the headphone amplifier running to us is emitting a ton of static. Uh, it's not good. No. We can't so hear ourselves we, talk. Yeah, so we can't hear ourselves. If we start screaming or whispering, <laughs> we'll have no idea. It's a hundred percent because of that. But uh, otherwise, everything's good. How are you doing, Austin? I'm great. You know, sun's shining. Weather's getting warm. I'm yeah. wearing shorts. Yeah, well, so. you are wearing shorts. I'm one of those people that I'm going to wait the longest amount of time before I take my take my pants off. Um, stop oh, wearing pants. That's just... Is that uh, just for the weather, or are you talking about other things here? <laughs> Let's get past that. Uh <laughs> But I like I will not switch to shorts for quite some time. Uh, I don't know. It's the same in winter. I will wear shorts until I absolutely cannot. Uh, and so that's just kind of kind of the season we're in, I guess. I get comfortable in them, and you know I'm so used to wearing pants every day. I love me some shorts though. Yeah, and once once summer like once it gets a little bit warmer, like I'll. Like, I will break down, and I will have to wear shorts. But that is whatever. Um, so if you want to get a hold of us, uh, we're on Twitter at dryspell underscore VG. That's as in video games. So it's at dryspell underscore VG. But we also have an email that you can send uh, comments or questions into. It is dryspellradio at gmail.com. Uh, start sending those questions in so we can answer them. Um, but otherwise, we're just—I guess—we're just, guess just going to get right into it. Um, Austin. So, I was out of town this weekend, so I didn't really get a chance to play much of anything. So Austin was in Tucson, Arizona. How was Tucson? It was really nice. You know, 87 degrees, sunny. Can't complain. Yeah, actually, um, it was almost too hot. I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I hate to, I hate well, to be that guy that complained about too hot. No, but no, wait, in, wait until the summer in Tucson. Uh, I am actually a Tucson native. I was only there for like six months as a baby, but I am a Tucson native. I actually almost went to the University of Arizona. I was, I was this close, um, but ended up here instead. Well, it's a better choice, probably. No comment. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was gone most of the weekend, but I did get a chance to play one game a decent amount, and it's one we mentioned last week, and that is Disc Jam. And for those of you who don't know, Disc Jam, I guess it was probably, I would say it's like a volleyball game with Frisbees. Right. Yeah, so. That blow up. Yeah. <laughs> And they're totally riding on the wave of Rocket League. Um, you know, Rocket League took the world by storm. Uh, I guess it's probably been about a year or so. It's been two. It's been two years? Yeah, it came out in Jeez. 2015. Jeez. Um, 
that that took that took the world by storm and it, it's i mean if you love this game you can tell that they're trying to imitate rocket league in a way which isn't a bad thing but i really like this game uh because it's kind of like windjammers it's uh it's like windjammers in the sense that you have frisbees and you're throwing them at people and you can like do different motions and stuff and i really like windjammers windjammers is a great game and so it just makes sense that that this game's going to be awesome uh and there there have been a lot of windjammer clones in the past mm-hmm. but this one i think is probably the best one i've ever played it's a lot of fun and also can be the most irritating game in the world. In my short stint, I would never got so happy and so angry as quickly as I did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's that's kind of the same about every game. But uh, I don't know. There's just something about it that's a ton of fun. It's fast-paced. Uh, I mean, quick. it's action-y. And I just, like, I think it's cool. Uh the best part, though, is I got to play with uh, three other guys, so it's two-on-two is how it all works. It's one, you can do two one-on-one or two-on-two. That's the only game modes. And I got to play with three of my friends, and we had – that's probably the best time we had playing, just playing against each other, and it was a lot of fun. It's yeah. when you go into the multiplayer where you go against the people that just have all these – know all the super moves, and just it's just not fun. It can be fun, but then it's total crap sometimes. Oh, totally. I mean, um, I have gone ahead and I'm ditching the headphones. I just can't handle that. <laughs> um, but it, I'm like, I'm excited about these kind of games that are aren't necessarily serious in nature. Um, there's just something super cool about games that are being made just for pure and ridiculous fun. Yeah, it's just you sit down for, you know, you got 20 minutes to play a game, you sit down, do windjammers, do two or three games and call it good. You don't have to you're not committed for like a long play. Period. Right, which is some which is why Rocket League was so big. Oh. I, I mean, because you can you can sit down for 5 minutes to 3 and, hours. <laughs> right, and just have the time of your life. I mean, it's just just having so much fun with uh people. I mean that's that's the goal of video games, anyways. But so for anyone with the PS4, Windjammers is free or not Windjammers? Sorry, Disc Jam. Jam. Uh, is free this month on PlayStation Plus. Although Windjammers is coming out later this that year. Is, that is true. The remaster. But I recommend everyone picking it up. It's free, so why not? Um, you'll probably enjoy it. If not, sorry. It's free. So. It's free. I mean, you can't really be upset about it. Now, this is also out. Um, uh, Xbox One users, I believe, have this. And I'm fairly positive that it came out on PC as well. In fact, I think they ran a beta for PC like a year ago. Um, and it just kind of existed. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, we're going to run a beta on PlayStation. And then they ran that. And then they're like, oh, hey, it's free. Um, so... It's pretty cool. I'm excited to play more and more of it uh, just to kind of see where they're going to go with it. I mean, that's one of the things that Rocket League did really well. 
was they constantly supported that game. Well, and the fact that, you know, I still probably at least once a week will sit down and play Rocket League two years after I've had it is a big testament of how like great this game really is yeah absolutely with new and constant free uh updates i mean they have a one that's just right around the corner at the end of this month it's a volleyball kind of yeah something like that yeah you have to like get it over a net or something uh i didn't watch much video i know that they showed a little bit of it packs uh last week but i didn't watch too much of it so yes if you're a fan of rocket league you're probably gonna like this jam Recommend getting it. It's a pretty fun time. So, um, so Matt, what have you been playing? So, the last two weeks, we talked fairly heavily on Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and so, I had every intention in the world to spend a bunch of time playing that game this weekend. And I started, I started fairly, uh, you know, with a fairly, a fairly big chunk of that game. Uh, as I was playing and stuff. And then I was just sitting at home, and I'm thinking to myself, eh, I kind of want something a little bit different right now. And so I threw in Titanfall 2 um, and then proceeded to play Titanfall 2 the rest of the weekend. Uh, up until, I mean, I was playing it at like 1 a.m. last night. Yeah, you were up late. I mean, it wasn't that late. Okay, but... But, yeah, I mean, I was playing Titanfall 2 uh, the majority of this weekend. And that game's pretty incredible. Um, and I kind of hate myself right now because I have notes on my desk. And you forgot them. At home. And so here we are. I'm well, going to try to do this all from memory. Doing it live. All right. Here we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Something that really struck me with this game really fast is how they just throw you in and expect you to figure it out. Um, they hold your hand a little bit, but they just say, go, and you do it. And uh, for those of you who have never seen a Titanfall, I mean, it is a first-person game. It's a first-person shooter. And there's also giant mechs involved. Uh, those are the Titans. Um, and it's called Titanfall because whenever you call a Titan in, they yell, Titanfall. Wow. So um, I started playing this, and this the first Titanfall didn't have a campaign. And so this one, they decided they were going to do it. And I never played the original Titanfall. But... I went in not expecting a lot and came out with a ton. And something that's like really fascinating about the way they developed this game is because they could have went the sole just Call of Duty shooter route, and they chose not to, uh, which I think is really, really cool on their end. And just lots of little things. I never felt like it was getting stagnant. There was, also, there was always something crazy that was about to happen in this game. And that's, that, I mean, that's exciting. That's exciting for somebody who has played so many first-person shooters and continues to play them, and they all end up kind of being the same. Um, and I, I know I'm going to bag on Call of Duty a lot when I talk about this game, which I, I shouldn't, but I'm going to. And... Because Call of Duty, 
they have this formula that they kind of just keep on repeating. And it's predictable what's going to happen next. It is. And over the last couple of games, they've introduced certain things like the grapple hook. Um, and this last Call of Duty I thought was great because they introduced space combat. And so there's this uh, uh, gravityless fighting and stuff that was really, really good. That was fun, actually. I was really surprised on that part. Yeah, and there are per certain parts about Titanfall 2 that remind me of not Infinite Warfare, but Advanced Warfare. Uh, there's a lot of like wall running and double jumping and boosting and stuff like that. And you do have a grapple hook. Um, well, if I, if I remember correctly, I think Titanfall was the first one to introduce the wall running uh, mechanic. And I guess I that think, probably wasn't the first I think Call game. of Duty copied them in Advanced Warfare. So that would make actually a lot of sense to me. Uh, because it feels incredibly natural. Uh, you go in in the first mission, you know, they kind of were like, oh, you know, you can wall run. Cool. And so you go and you try it a couple of times. And the next, like, within 20 minutes, you're wall running from, like, different platform, different platform. You're shooting guys at the same time, disarming mines, throwing things. I mean, it all happens so fast that it's something that's just really exciting. And in fact, I don't think this is going to spoil it by the way it came out in October. So if I'm spoiling it for you, I'll get over it. But there's like this one mission you get in that all of this like time warping starts happening. And you find out that like the people you're fighting against have discovered this old ancient ruin that can bend time. And you get this watch that you can manipulate time with. And so you're running along, and it's almost, uh, it's almost very much like that game that Bethesda made. Uh, Dishonored? No. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Dishonored. Dishonored 2. Where, yeah, where you can kind of see the future and the past that, and there's stuff. Like the, the mansion you're in where you have like the device where you can yeah. you go two years. It's a lot future. like yeah. that, but this place is now destroyed. And so like to get through some obstacles, you have to go back and forth through time. Yeah, that, that runs exactly with Dishonored 2. When you're like wall running and stuff. That sounds cool. It's really cool. And then like you have like certain battles where they'll have enemies uh, in both timelines but you switch back and forth constantly um, to get past different enemies and stuff. And it just came out of nowhere. Uh, here you are in a ter fairly typical first-person shooter, and then they introduced this, and it was just like, what? Like, where did this come from? Um, and then they start mixing in elements of platforming and stuff, and I was just, I'm engrossed by this game. And um, before we take a break, I want to finish this so we can get on um, when we get back. But uh, it's I played a couple of games of multiplayer last night, uh, and it was my first my first time playing multiplayer with this game. And I really enjoyed it. it I my first thought was going into it was like, I'm going to get wrecked. Like, I'm going to get destroyed in this game. But it didn't happen, uh, which I was really happy about, which means they, they match make well, which is a really important thing for a game like this. But, I mean, I was running around uh, wall jumping and, like, all this stuff that I just, like, 
it just became so natural so quickly that I was really surprised about. And they have a couple different game modes that I ended up playing. I think the main one, um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's basically just uh, team deathmatch, but you also get Titans. And so like at certain points, everybody kind of starts hitting their Titan level. And so everyone starts calling their Titans and it just goes chaos because they're gigantic monsters running around everywhere um, that you're operating and like all sorts of just really cool stuff. Um, and then there's a, a team deathmatch mode where there are no Titans. So um, it's like more of a Call of Duty. It's more Call of Duty. Infantry warfare but I, Yeah, but I enjoyed this so much more than I think I have in many Call of Duties. Uh, so, and I mean, uh, like I said, I'm just a couple games in, so it remains to be seen if I feel the same in a couple weeks, because that's what happens. Yeah. I wish I picked up Titanfall when it came out. It just kind of got lost in the shuffle between, it did. between the gaming Goliaths of Call of Duty and Battlefield. It just, I think they chose the wrong time to release it. And that's an EA game, right? Too. I think so. So I don't know. That no, was it's Respawn Entertainment. But who's the interactive i i don't think it's ea maybe it is i think it is i think that wasn't a smart choice having releasing two huge first person shooters that and battlefield one a month or even almost in the same month it might have been i think that should have been one that should have been released probably either early earlier in the year or like now time but but then we'd have me having that same conversation within an overwatch so like probably now is when they should have released it yeah <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? There's a lot of games around um, But anyways, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, I've got more games to talk about. You're listening to University Pulse Radio. Okay, we are back. Um, you are listening to University Pulse Radio. My name is Matt. I'm in the uh, studio with Austin, and we are the Stri Dry Spell Radio Show. Um, I'm going to pass it to Austin real fast because I lost my phone, and I'm going to find it. Okay, so I guess I will just jump into some news segments. I get um, kind of going off the rails here, but uh, all right, we'll start here. So... Any of my Destiny fans out there, this is the news you guys want to hear. I'm a huge Destiny fan, as much as uh, as taboo as that is to say these days. I love the game still. I've loved the game for three years. Um, so I'm excited for this next uh, big update. It's the Age of Triumph update, and it's the last update uh, for the new game, which is supposed to be slated for the end of this year, so... Yeah, they, they announced that Destiny 2 was supposed to come out this year. I'm assuming probably September, October, November time. Because it came out September three years ago, or two years ago, whenever it did. Yeah, and I imagine they'll probably continue on that schedule. Because they, they, I bet they want to beat you know, the Call of Duty and whatever. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Destiny is bringing everything from the past to 
the current light level of 400, which is the current uh, cap. So that includes all the raids, and that's what I'm really looking forward to. Because I've spent a lot of time in Destiny, and definitely the raids are probably the best part of the whole game. It's the best experience, and I've met some real cool people playing online. Just random guys we pick up and say, hey, you know, you want to raid? Yeah, man. And then we end up having a great time for, you know, two to three hours. Um, so, yeah, that is where we're at. So it looks like it's going to be rolling out in phases. It's not going to be all at once. So it's going to launch what is called the Age of Triumph uh, Achievement Book, which if you're still been playing Destiny le lately, you'll know what I'm talking about with the latest achievement books. Um, so this is supposed to be the largest uh, book of achievements in the game, which is something I look forward to because that's definitely how I like to play my games. So it looks uh, week one is going to be all Crota's End, which is not what I expected because it was the second raid and it's coming out first, but and it's the weakest of the raids, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like Crota's End was not the well-recepted one. It was. I don't know if anyone will remember or was even there at the time when the the raid first launched and how buggy it was. And the fact that you could glitch out the game by pulling out your Ethernet cable and he lags down forever so his shield never recharges and you can just kill him as fast as possible. Yeah, but those were the good old days. That's of, gross. That was the good old days of Destiny. So yeah, that's week one. Starting uh this is what, March twenty eighth is when this is rolling out, so two weeks from now. Uh, week two is going to be Vault of Glass, which is what I'm excited for, because that is my favorite raid. It was the first one. It was the original one. It's still the best, in my opinion. Yeah, and something about the Destiny raids that I think was r really fascinating was how kind of, like, how kind of not exceptional the game was uh, as a whole. And then they started introducing these raids uh, and people started going crazy for them. And the fact that these raids had more story and lore behind them than the whole game did at launch was a... Uh, I'm probably still now. There's not much story there still. Yeah. They've added on. But Vault of, the, the secrets of the Vault of Glass are still unknown, which I love. You know, three years out, there's still like... People are still learning things, and it's I'm really excited. And hopefully this, uh, when they bring it back, is when they'll finally uncover everything and hopefully get that six chest you know that i'm talking oh, yeah. about um so yeah i'm looking forward to that and then week three is king's fall you know taking on oryx that one's fun i do like that raid too i spent some time in there and because they really went followed more vaulted glass style with platforming and tactic based boss fights instead of just you know bullet sponge boss fights which is never as fun um so that one's gonna be fun and then week four is wrath of the machine which I'm thought was already at level 400 light level. It could have just been 390. I'm not entirely sure. So I haven't really been playing lately to know. The the whole destiny level thing is so confusing to me because I never really played it. Uh, actually, I never bought it. I played the demo or the beta when it first came out, and that was enough to be like, yeah, I'm probably not going to buy this ever. Um, and so the whole lights level and like all this stuff just doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make sense to it you? It makes sense to me because like, well, they re they revamped it because it was uh, a little different in the beginning. But like how it works now is like 
you still have to progress one to 40 level. And once you hit 40, you get, every time you get gears, like armor or weapons, it has a light level that brings you up. And that's how they matchmake you. And like, you know, if you go to the Crucible, they average people at the same light level. So like you don't get killed by someone with a really stronger gun or that's how it all works. Okay. And it's just, and that's how the, uh, difficulty is for missions like say if you want to do normal it's gonna be like 300 light level hard is gonna be like 360 or something so it's just how they base the difficulty on the game okay so that's pretty much all it is it's just your skill and difficulty level yeah yeah that's all i got in there um moving on this last week we had the playstation 4 big 4.5 update uh dropped what was that on the 9th so if anyone owns a PS4, probably already had to update that. But just want to run through that pretty quickly. There's some pretty big changes. Uh, perhaps the biggest one is now it supports external hard drives up to 8 terabytes, which is, you know, for those people, especially like Matt over here, who still has the original 500 gigabyte hard drive, has no space. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm constantly deleting stuff. So now you can just plug in uh, any, any hard drive into the USB port, and it's there forever. You can choose what files go into either the internal or external, which is kind of nice, so you don't have to keep. Well, and they, they revamped uh, the way you upload things to the cloud as well. Mm. Uh, it, just the way that you work inside the interface, which is super nice. That's good. Um, some new things, custom wallpapers. Minor thing, which I'm surprised it took them this long to do, considering the PS3 had that for pretty much its entire existence. Uh, just the quick menu that they introduced in the last update just got some tweaks, which I really was, that was appreciative of that. Oh, absolutely. I, that quick menu was definitely the best thing they've, they've introduced in that uh, system, I should say. Um, the next thing, which I am very do not like, is the new simplified notification list. It's just we're re being really nitpicky here, uh, like, but I totally agree. It's really bad. Uh, in fact, last night uh, after you had sent me an invite to your party, I like I opened it and I was like, it's not there. Yeah, because it and it was, but it took me a while to figure it out. Because there was like three or four items that had happened between the time that I could get my headphones plugged in and press the button to join the party uh, and that. And so I was like, what happened to it? How do I join this? Where am I? Yeah, it was, I'm not, maybe I'll just have to get used to it, but I liked the old one because it kind of just had everything broken off to different sections and I just threw it all in one list. Which is, eh, I guess I'll get over it. Uh, other things, you can now watch Blu-rays through your PlayStation VR headset. Don't know why you'd Which want to. sounds like a nightmare. But <laughs> it's available for anyone who has a PlayStation VR and a 3D Blu-ray player, apparently. Which is basically just taking a movie screen and putting it two inches from your face. It gives you the full theater experience. Probably not. <laughs> And lastly, they introduced boost mode for the PlayStation Pros, which is really is supposed to unlock all the power behind the console. Yeah, so the boost mode is, I think, more geared towards games that don't have PS Pro support. So if you think about, like, The Witcher 3, for example, 
or the big one that people were talking about was Bloodborne. Uh, When you go in and turn on boost mode, it's supposed to help raise your frame rate and make things clearer. Textures and and colors and all that. Yeah, and I watched watched some uh, comparison videos, and which are kind of hard to really judge unless you're doing it with the console itself. Uh, so even like with stream lag and stuff, it's kind of hard to tell. But I I didn't see a ton of difference myself. Uh, but people online are saying that there is a bunch of difference. And so I'm going to do what I should do and just believe everything I read online. Because everything on the internet is true. So. Right. And so I'm sure it works fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it's fantastic and great. I wouldn't know because I don't own one. So finishing up the PlayStation news, uh, PlayStation Now, which is their online streaming service, is now accepting PS4 games, which is about time. Yeah, don't I mean, know that's why a it big took, thing. Don't know why it took them this long, really. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's like 50 bucks for three months or something. It's like 20 bucks if you buy it month by month. Uh, and so... I think it's crazy that they didn't have PlayStation 4 games beforehand. It was all PS3, PS2, PS1 classics, and movies and TV shows, I think, is what they offered. And now, I mean, I think it's a great idea to do that. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that started to go It started to go away. I mean, I think it was either our last show or the show before that we, were, we asked ourselves, does this even still exist? Yeah, and apparently they've just been behind the scenes reworking it, revamping it making it better so we'll see if it catches on because i don't know i might be interested because with how much games cost these days and how many get released it might be better just to pay a lower fee throughout the year to play as many games as i want to we'll see yeah well i mean you're not going to get new releases i mean that's the big thing though uh and they're smart to not make it new releases because for us as a consumer like thinking about oh if i rent all of these games like that's going to be awesome however if you think of it from like a publisher standpoint uh there's no way that you're going to make money off of that model you need people to go spend 60 bucks on your game 60 plus uh as a developer that's income that you must have and so for cons- a consumer, like, I totally get, the, like, us, like, yeah, this is awesome. And maybe even, to be honest, Sony, they can probably make more money this way. But it just doesn't make sense for uh, game developers to send their brand new products to the service uh, where they're not going to make any money from it. I don't think it's going to be brand new ones. It'll be like probably games that came out within the last year since our, since the console's been uh, I think it needs to be introduced. at least a year plus. Which, for me, I'd be all right, because there's a lot of games that come out through the year that I really want, but I can't get all of them because I'm on a budget, so I have to pick and choose what I get. Like, already this year, I've already skipped out on a couple games that I really wanted, Resident Evil and Ghost Recon Wildlands, to be... Ex- uh, precise and you know maybe down the road i see those on there i'll stream them or you know be able to play them whenever i want for a cheaper price instead of paying 60 bucks for them 
But that's just me. All right. So, moving on. Yeah, we can throw in like one more piece of news before uh, our break. Before we hit a break. All right, I got it. Um, so I guess we'll stick with the PS4 kind of theme. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, the 1.5, 2.5 uh, HD remix is launching in just a couple of weeks for the PS4, which mm-hmm. for me, I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. I'm super pumped for this. Uh, one thing I've kind of read, though, is the game's buggy. And not buggy in the way you'd think by just porting it to, like, making it. It's the original bugs that plagued the game originally on the PS3. They never fixed them. Well, that's not surprising at all. So it's just <laughs> like, you think, I know, moving from PS3 to PS4, you would fix these issues that they had, but they just kept them on. Well, then that's the problem with HD remasters is... They go through and they just copy the code over and they're like, oh, hey, look at this port. And it's really bad. I wouldn't say it's real bad. It's just some little bugs. Um, But they did manage to bring the game up to 60 frames per second, which I think is going to be great because the way that combat works, it's going to be pretty nice to have the smooth frame rate the entire time. Kingdom Hearts is such a weird thing. Uh, I mean, they just came out with a release not too long ago, didn't they? It was the uh, 2.8 that came out in February. They just they they're afraid to hit three, and then there's another Kingdom Hearts game coming out that looks like an indie action game. I don't know. Um, far as I'm tracking, the 1.5 and 2.5 will pretty much practically have almost every Kingdom Hearts game made, except the exception of 2.8, which just came out in February. Um, so. I'm looking forward to it. Kingdom Hearts 3 is still rumored to be a t- early 2018 release. I mean, that's, that's we'll see. the thing. It is a Square Enix game, so you never know. It could be in the next decade. It's just the th- number three is just kind of taboo these days. Well, yeah. I mean, if it was Valve, then I would flat out tell you that you're never getting a Kingdom Hearts 3. But I, I uh, they will probably make it. But... The director of Kingdom Hearts 3, I feel like, went and worked on one of the Final Fantasies. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, so just randomly, the, all this production stopped while the director went and did another game. Well, I think it was the newest Final Fantasy, the 15. I think so. Because the combat system for 15 is very similar to what it was and what they kind of already showed off for Kingdom Hearts 3 a little bit. Um which is, you know, I think it's a good combat system. And, and it's a little different from normal Final Fantasies with the turn base. But I think it worked. So looking forward to the future of that. I'll probably be picking this up, this bundle up. because Yeah, I, maybe. I haven't played a Kingdom Hearts game in uh, several years. It's been a long time. The last time I played Kingdom Hearts, I was emulating it on my PC. And I loved it, man. I got, I got about halfway through it. And for anyone who's never played Kingdom Hearts, you need to go in order because it is the most convoluted, confusing story involving Disney characters. Just you've ignore ever seen. the story <laughs> and just play the game. It, you will be so much happier. It's pretty good. So. Okay. Uh, well, that's Kingdom Hearts. Uh, we are going to hit a break and it's going to be a little bit longer, but we will be back in just a few minutes.
All right. Uh, we are back. Uh, you are listening to Pulse University Radio. Uh, my name is Matt, and I'm joining the studio with Austin. We are the Dry Spell Radio Show. If you want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter at dryspell underscore VG or by email at dryspellradio at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to send us an email, and we might read it on air. We'll see. Uh, so getting back to video games, uh, this past week was Ubisoft did a uh, free weekend for their game Steep. And I think Steep came out. It was really close to the end of the year. I think it was actually right as the, like in January. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I feel like it was last year, but it was, it was like really close. Uh, maybe it was later. I don't really remember. But it's essentially like a extreme sports game um, on mountains. So you have snowboarding, paragliding... Wingsuits, right? Wingsuits and skiing. And it's all kind of based around that. And so I was a fan of the old Amped series. And so I'm always like on the lookout for a really good snowboarding game. Uh, because I'm somebody that I've never snowboarded in my life. Uh, really? That, looking at you, that surprises me. Just kidding. It's the hair, right? Yeah. You should definitely move to Colorado. <laughs> uh there's an inside joke there that we probably won't get to. Maybe we'll get to it at the end. But um, I, I, I fear for my life when I do things like that, and I fear more for my career because I use, uh, like as a drummer, I use my hands and, and my feet, like a lot, and so it would basically knock me out of commission for months at a time if I were to have a nasty crash. Uh, and I would, like, my career would be over. So he prefers to live his uh, stunt life th through video games. Yeah. I don't even skateboard because of that. Anyways, uh, so Steep, it was this game. It's like it takes place uh, several different mountains and stuff. But they did a free weekend where you could just go online, and as long as you had a Uplay account, you could play. Uh, and so I got it um, on my computer because Austin was out of town, and so I knew like I probably wasn't going to play with anyone. And, of course, immediately went in and cranked all the settings up to maximum. Uh, Ultra Plus was one of the Plus, settings. Huh? Yes. So it um, looked pretty good then. It looked really good. Uh, I was I was really impressed about how good this game looked. Uh, everything like I didn't see any frame rate problems. It like it was super smooth, uh, and the mountains were really cool. The, a lot of the snow effects were really good. Uh, I just wish the game was better. Uh, I I played a little bit of it and it just it never really hooked me as something that oh I'm gonna go spend my money on this and I'm gonna play it all the time. Would you say it's something like if you saw it for like twenty bucks, pick it up or probably not. Not even then. If it was like if it hits like a Steam sale for like five, maybe. Okay. But it's just I just wasn't that impressed with it. From what I've seen, it looks like it's just the same thing the entire time. 
Yeah, uh, there was. They try to make it cool with like different mountain stories and like I I did this one thing where you had to follow a snowboarder and I don't know if she was talking to me or if the mountain was talking to me, but they were talking about like like how luxurious like the snow was and like how majestic the mountain and nature is and stuff and it was really weird um i couldn't quite figure out what was going on but regardless uh it's just it got old fairly quickly and i did not like their trick system i think i mean that was the one thing that amp did really well is they had a really cool trick system and I just didn't feel that way with this game. Uh, and so I, it left things to to be desired, That's which is bummer. sad. Because That's a bummer. Because those, those games like that, I remember playing, like, uh, Extreme back on PS1. And the style of games like that, they're just fun. They're fun. And we haven't had a good game like that in a long time. I think of, like... Back in the day, we had Tony Hawk games, and we had the Amp series, and we had all of these just stupid, fun games. Uh, and I remember, yeah, it I just hasn't happened. PS One was downhill mountain bike racing. Oh, I yeah. love that game, and oh, that's kind of what this game reminded me of. That kind of style of just going downhill and whatnot. But I kind of wish we kind of see some more of those games. But I guess just it's not what the people want anymore. No. Well, I think people want it. They just won't make it. It's like uh, Skate. Skate 3 is never going to happen. <laughs> skate 3. Uh, or is it 4? 3, 4? Uh, I don't know. I think it's Skate 3. Okay, let's just go Maybe three. it is 4. Well, I don't know. But go and uh, find EA's... Instagram page. Instagram page. Uh, because every time... They post something, they get this massive internet attack of people who just comment uh, skate on it, and it's fantastic. Uh, that's EA's Instagram account. You should go check it out. It's really good. It's a good for a good laugh. Like, even their old game, like, their oldest picture on there, all of the comments are about skate. <laughs> it's just absolutely ridiculous. Somebody on Reddit had this brilliant idea, and it's Reddit, so everyone did it. Um, we're going to get back into the news a little bit. Uh, last week was PAX East, which takes place in Boston. Um, and it's kind of an E3-ish event, except it's kind of, it's more geared towards indie games, uh, and more towards the consumer. It's less of an industry thing and more of a there's going to be a lot of panels and there's going to be a lot of booths on the floor where you can go play games. So there's there's quite a bit of news coming out of PAX East. Um, not as much as I had expected. Maybe it's going to be a really good year for PAX West. But uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to go to PAX West this year. They haven't quite announced the dates. I have a pretty good idea of when they'll be. Uh, and I'm going to try to get there. Because I really want to go. Uh, but a couple of things that kind of stood out to me looking over the news uh, that came out of PAX East. First of all, uh, they talked about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is coming out on the Switch. 
And this is just another thing that kind of like frustrates me about the way Nintendo is handling the Switch. Uh, instead of coming out with a brand new Mario Kart game, it's just the deluxe version. Yeah, it's just the deluxe version of eight. Now, don't get me wrong, eight was a really good game um, as far as Mario Karts go, which I despise. But as far as Mario Karts go, you know, eight was one of the better ones. Uh, better than that piece of crap Wii version. God, that game's terrible. Um, but a couple of things that they did change about it is they talked about revamping their battle modes uh, because everybody plays Mario Kart for the battle mode. If you could just see the look on his face. But um, <laughs> they, they seem like they did some cool stuff. Uh, one of the things that one of the articles was talking about was uh, a kind of a cops and robbers style game. And so I'm interested to see what they do with the battle modes, uh, especially because, like, over a LAN, uh, you can have 12 people in a game. Oh, I, that's pretty good. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, which I think is pretty fantastic. Uh, you can only have four uh, people split screen, which, I mean, it makes sense. Um, and then wirelessly, you can have, like, eight local people. Nice. So I guess everyone just needs to get a switch, though, is the problem. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances you're going to walk into a room with peop 12 other people who have switches? Probably a pretty s small percentage right now. Yeah. Uh, I think it, uh, even though it's sold really well, I uh, don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, Cuphead made an appearance, which is kind of surprising uh, because I haven't heard from Cuphead since e3 uh and do you remember which game this is no it looks like an old cartoon uh and it's kind of like it seems like every stage is basically like a big boss and you and a, like like it's a multiplayer game where you go in and you try to attack the boss and stuff almost like an old like uh, contra maybe style game but it's all all the art style is great. It looks like Steamboat Willie, really. Oh, like old school. Old school cartoons. Ooh, okay. I'll have to show you some of this footage uh, because it's really super cool. Uh, and so I saw some of that gameplay and it just makes me more excited for this game. Uh, I don't know what platforms it's coming out on. I think it would it would be a really good one to come out on something like the Switch, but... I'm hoping it comes out on more than just that because I still don't have a Switch by that time. Uh, they did show some gameplay for Toe Jam & Earl back in the groove, which I'm really excited about. Uh, my favorite rapping duo from from video games is coming back. Parappa the Rapper for life. Uh, <laughs> so, but really, I mean, Toe Jam and Earl is such a good game and I'm excited to see it. It's coming back and in a style that I think the fans are going to enjoy because that was the main thing with the like sequels to Toe Jam and Earl originally is they just, they were so different than what people wanted out of a Toe Jam and Earl game. So I'm excited for it. Uh, Mass Effect showed off some of their multiplayer which, considering it comes out in a week, I don't know who would stand in line to play that. But, or why anybody 
why anybody would go to a convention to play the multiplayer of a Mass Effect and not the actual and not like why people play multi like play Mass Effect, but that's whatever. That's beyond. It looks interesting. It's really fast paced and looks like decently challenging, but. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I just can't think of that game. I mean, the reason I like Mass Effect is because of the world. I wasn't. I wouldn't see Mass Effect and Drama. I was like, man, I really want to play the multiplayer on that game. Yeah. So, whatever on that. Uh, more Prey gameplay. Prey is coming out later this year. And frankly, it looks exactly like Bioshock. I'd say Bioshock. And, I mean, since it's the same studio as Dishonored, it looks like Dishonored. It's almost like the same art style as Dishonored, but with yeah. more Bioshock gameplay mechanics, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because both are great games. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a Prey, so and I think this is a reboot of the series. Oh, I think so. Yeah, it's like restarting. So, um, other than that, there's a horror game that coming out that I'm really interested in. It's called Perception. And you play as a blind lady uh, who goes into this house. And I don't, I don't know exactly the story, but since you can't see, you use sound to find your way around. And so you have one of those uh, the walking sticks. Um, I'm sorry if I just offended anybody <laughs> for using the wrong terminology. Uh, but uh, you can, like, click it on the ground, and it displays the world around you for a short, like, amount of time. But it also attracts your enemies. I'm really looking forward to this game. It looks really cool. I love this genre of horror games. Like, Outlast and PT is always a classic. But yeah, I know they've been games that have been trying to ride the PT wave that just haven't been as successful. And this one looks like it could be up there. Uh, cause it's so creative. It's a, you know, I don't think I've ever played a game as a blind person. So, yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. Uh, I'm excited to give it a shot. Um, other than that, they showed off Quake Champions, uh, and they kind of gave off a model that it is going to be free to play. Uh, but you only get like one class is the free to play, and so. If you want to buy another class, uh, then you can do that. And I think they're kind of trying to follow like a League of Legends model where you can rent different characters uh, just kind of based on time limits and stuff. I don't know. I don't really understand what they were going for. But I, I think they're trying to kind of ride off of the MOBA success. Uh, I because that makes sense. I mean, if you look at Dota and League of Legends, they're huge, uh, and their tournament scene, which Quake wants to be a tournament scene, uh, it just makes sense. International followings on these, so it's not yeah, just and we'll see. I think they're probably going to be better off if they follow a Dota type approach, where they're just like, here are all the characters, go, um, go buy hats for them. Because everyone loves a nice hat. Yeah, uh, everyone loves hats. But just kind of mentioning that they're coming out, uh, we are going to take one more quick break, and then we'll be right back. 
All right, we are back. Uh, we've only got about 10 minutes left, and so we're going to shove some stuff in here real fast. Uh, just talking more about video games. And Wait, this is a video game show? Oh, crap, where am I? <laughs> um, no, but we had kind of talked, maybe we, yeah, we did talk a little bit about Middle Earth. Yeah, Shadow we talked Board about last week. the alleged leak from Target and then the different, they talked, then the release trailer and bundles. Yeah, and which, which I think Target was still leaking, but uh, it, it wasn't. They had plans on releasing this gameplay and stuff. I know that some people in the industry got to see the gameplay early, um, earlier than it got leaked. So they did release a gameplay trailer last week. I think it was last week. It was last week, yeah. And so I went home and I watched it. And if anybody remembers Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor... um, their big thing about that was the nemesis system where you you there was like an orc at the top that you had to like go for and like you had to work your way up to him and stuff uh well they're doing that again uh naturally because that was the big thing about it but they're doing it on a much larger scale which i'm excited for and i hope it actually has like more long-term effects because i know i kind of touched on this last week and i'll just briefly say like I know you had to like fight your way up and take out the war chief, but like you get to that point, you kill the war chief, you feel accomplished, and then twenty minutes later there's a new war chief and nothing changed. Yeah. And I was just like, well, oh, that kinda wasted my time. But other than that, it was still fun. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. Uh, uh, I think they're expanding on it a lot from what it looks like during their gameplay. And, I mean, not having it hands-on means I have no idea how this plays or I didn't really get to explore and stuff, which a game that's this early totally makes sense. But they did show, like, an outline of the map, and there were several different areas and I think that every single one of those areas has their own nemesis system. I think that's how it was in the last one. I mean, Shadow of Mordor only had two different maps, and oh. each map had a different set of like uh, soldiers and war chiefs and officers and stuff. So it wasn't to this grandest scale that they're showing off here, because the second map was definitely uh, a lot smaller than the one, the main uh, Mordor map you were in. Yeah. So. I do think it's uh, it's really funny that they dropped Mordor because that was like the like really the one thing attracting like connecting them and Lord of the Rings uh, and I mean Middle Earth's in there but I mean everyone called this game Shadow of Mordor and not Middle Earth so yeah I think that's really fascinating but beyond that uh, like why can like Middle Earth War for Mordor or something yeah something with Mordor. Like right. they could have kept the Mordor and not the shadow part, but that okay, that's just a rant we don't need to go down. So yeah, so um, something that really caught my eye about this uh, this gameplay is there was a lot of cutting in and out of cutscenes where you would be like playing and then just randomly it would zoom in on a bad character that you have to go kill. Uh, and then they would like they would die, 
and stuff. And so I have no idea how organic this gameplay is. Uh, I can't figure out quite how much you as a character I think it was actually do. I think it was similar to like what Shadow Mortar was because like if you were close to like an officer, it would zoom in on him and show him walking around and stuff. Or like yeah, they could have been engaged in their own fight. Yeah, I've, I've had officers just die when I'm near them, not by my doing. And then all of a sudden they're just checked off my list and I get points for it. Cool. So. Yeah, and I mean I don't know in this like 12 minutes that they released this footage. Uh, it did that a lot. So I'm hoping that they don't break up the gameplay quite as much as they were showing. Um, but again, this early, they're probably just showing off the systems. Mm -hmm. So I can't really comment on what that looks like quite yet. I know that once you take out a leader of a base, uh, you get to install your own orc there. Oh, that's new. And yeah, and so you actually get like different bonuses from having your own orcs in place. And depending on what kind you choose, you get different rewards from like uh, about different troops and stuff. And it really seemed interesting. Um, I'm excited to see where they go with it as long as they, you know, actually go with it. So that's all I really have on uh, Shadow of War. So. Okay, uh, moving on. So last thing I will touch up on, we just got just under five minutes here. We'll all just kind of sprint through this really quickly. Uh, Battlefield 1 is having the first major expansion um, that, you know, they're charging money for. And if you had the season pass, this is what covers it. Because they've had, like, little minor things, like a free map here and there. I guess only the one, probably. But So there's a lot coming in this expansion. I'm actually thankful to see how much is actually coming here. So... They Shall Not Pass expansion is actually came out yesterday for all premium members and March 28th for everyone else, and that is on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So there's four new maps. Uh, first one's Verdun Heights. It sounds like it's a kind of an uphill battle towards this uh, massive fortress of Verdun. So it sounds like a you know capture the hill kind of style of map, which sounds pretty fun. Uh, next one is F Fort Deva, which is sounds like it's a, a maze of like corridors and dark tunnels which i'm looking forward to i love the close quarters kind of fighting style especially with the whole bayonet charge they introduced in battlefield one it's gonna be a pretty intense fight uh the next one is soy sons i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right um as they described it it sounds like it's gonna be a huge tank assault which i think is fun if everyone has a chance to be in a tank and we're in, you know 32 people against each other in tanks sounds like a real good time and one thing they kind of said is only a thunderstorm is louder than the war. So I think we're going to get a new style of uh, weather. Because if you play Battlefield, you know, you got the rain, got the sun. Uh, depending on the map, you got the sandstorm. But if you're in a massive thunderstorm, that could be pretty, uh, pretty cool. And the last map is called Rupture. And it looks like it's uh, kind of a capture the point. Like there's a big bridge you got to capture to get across, and it sounds like you're running through the remnants of a massive tank battle. So there's just destroyed tanks everywhere. Is kind of how it's looking like. Uh, next thing, kind of a big, big thing that I was surprised was not in the original game is the French army is joining. In wait, the French fought in World War One. I'm just gonna move on from that. I don't. Yes, yeah, so I mean, French was probably one of the biggest parts of World War One, and I'm surprised it took them this long to put them in the game. But maybe that was their plan all along. So, yeah, uh, new game modes called Frontlines, as they described as a mix of Conquest and Rush, 
on a chained capture control kind of tug of war style, which I think is something they introduced in Battlefield 4 in the later uh, things. Like if you have to capture everything in a chain to get points, someone breaks that chain, you gotta g- it yeah. stops your point flow, something like that. Um, I think it's gonna be pretty fun. It makes might actually feel more of a, like a trench warfare style of fighting instead of just an all-out chaos, yeah. which is what Battlefield One is. Uh, we got two new tanks: the Char Two C Steel Behemoth. Sounds like a massive um, behemoth, huge land ship to carry. You know, I'd say six plus people, and also the Saint Chamond Assault Tank, which is probably a two-person tank, I'd imagine. Um, new class: the Trench Raider. It's all melee and grenade. Uh, based combat, which is going to be interesting. So I think that'd be, especially for those close quarter battles, the melee is going to be super big. Um, new stationary weapons. We got a siege howitzer. Pretty much what it sounds. Sounds like just some artillery you can blast across the map. Um, and this is what I'm really looking forward to. This is probably the best part of Battlefield was the operations they introduced. Um, it's like a giant lands, uh, huge scale battle. I don't know if anyone's played them, but. So t- the two new ones called Devil's Anvil and Beyond the Marne. Um, I'm assuming, because usually the operations span over two maps, so I'm assuming two of the new maps will go to each operation. Just kind of makes sense there. Uh, and new main and melee weapons to unlock. So definitely a lot coming in this expansion. Um, I might pick it up. I haven't played Battlefield in a minute, but it's a great game. And Matt over here has never played it, yet it's didn't. I own it. It just hasn't been opened yet. So this might be what pulls me back in. I bet they'll probably what, charge $20 for this, but probably worth it. Four new maps, new new weapons, vehicles, game modes. Can't complain about it. I'm just kind of hoping they actually uh, have a new story single-player campaign. Doubt it, but I think it'd be pretty cool. Nice, be a nice touch for them, yeah. uh, them because how they did the single-player this last game was pretty good. So I'd like to see more of that. Um, that about covers what we got. Yeah. Um, so, uh, coming out this week, uh, Nier Automata came out on PC yesterday. Uh, so I'd like... I thought it was coming out this Friday. I thought it was yesterday. I mean, I could be wrong. I think it's this week It sometime. is this week so. sometime. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, I really want that still. And as I just said, Battlefield 1 expansion, They Shall Not Pass, is already out for current premium members and will be out on the 28th for everyone else. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 remix is in two weeks. Yeah. And it'll be the show 17 for all you sports fans out there. Yeah. That's out in two weeks. It's the 28th. It is. Um, and then, of course, Mass Effect Andromeda comes out next week. That's the big one. Which is crazy. Uh, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. I this year has been crazy for game releases, and we're only in March, so so uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, as far as next week, I don't think we'll be on the air. It's uh, our spring break, so I don't think there'll yeah have anyone going. I think they're going to do some studio maintenance and whatnot. So yeah, I know. Like I'm going to be out of town, so we'll see. We'll see if we want to try and record something ahead of time. Uh, I'm not really sure. So. Otherwise, if you have anything uh, you want to email us over the next couple weeks, uh, our email is dryspellradio at gmail.com. Go ahead and shoot us an email there. 
Or you can follow us, subscribe, whatever, on Twitter at dryspell underscore VG. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah. Cover a lot. Definitely we'll have a lot more to cover when we're back. So Yeah. Video games, man. They just they just keep happening. Never so stop. All right. Well, that's it for us. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>